Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Dory with you. And, of course, uh, when you listen to our news segments, whenever we need to turn to somebody to talk with him about the Internet and issues like that, we turn to Lauren Weinstein. He's our expert. He has been an expert in a wide range of privacy issues and many other topics relating to the Internet technology. And we're going to talk about a lot of things with him this hour, the next hour. Investigative reporter Linda Moulton Howe joins us. We will take calls with Lauren uh, at the half of this hour as well. Welcome back. It's fun to always have you a little longer than a couple-minute news segment, Lauren. Uh, good evening, sir. Yes, it's always good to be able to get to a little more depth on these topics. First of all, reaction to the president and his constant Twitter attacks. What do you think? I, I, I think he uh, obviously assumes that that's doing him some good politically. Um, it's not clear how much good it's doing him legally, and it certainly distracts uh, the news cycles in ways that may not be to his benefit in the long run. It, it's it's a very strange kind of thing. Um, I assume that there's a there's a method to this, but uh, he seems to be concerned. He you know he he gets upset that uh, the internet is focusing on the last thing he has said instead of perhaps good economic news. But he's the president of the United States, and you really have to assume that people are going to be most interested in what you've said most recently, even if it's kind of a, a a set of kind of uh, loud uh, uh, Twitter tweets at one in the morning. This uh, this attack that he claims the media is doing on him, uh, justified or not, I mean, they've done some studies, and they see a lot of them are um, negative to the conservative movement. Uh, does he have a point here? It's, it's really a, a difficult situation, because what has happened is there's, there's uh, a lot of, uh, information and a lot of discussion that goes further than conservative, and it's kind of gotten rolled into all of this. So I don't think it's, you know, I don't consider myself to be an expert on conservatives. I would never make such a claim. But I don't think it's good for the conservative movement to, for example, be believed to be, assumed to be uh, in the same league with some of these extreme far-right people who are clearly racists and anti-Semites and, and uh of the sort that have been around this country since, well, you know, before the Civil War. Uh, I don't think that's good for conservatives, uh, economic conservatives, even social conservatives, to necessarily be seen to be in, in bed with some of those extremists. Now, that's their choice to make, of course. But uh, if they do that, then it's, it, not, it shouldn't be a surprise that the media portrays that, because that's what the media sees happening. The Internet is a very powerful tool. There's concern that the, the Chinese are hacking, that the Russians are hacking, that they can get into election booths. I remember a few years ago I was talking with Beb Harris, who brought us the black box voting stories about the possibility of hacking into some of these election boxes. What's, uh, what's the latest you hear these days, Lauren? It, it seems like a lot of countries are, are plowing full, full steam ahead into electronic voting disasters. <laughs> Uh, it, it is so um, just seductive to be able to let people vote 
from their from their computers or or, or from electronic systems that can't be well audited. Uh, and, and the really horrible part about this is that, that they'll say, well, we don't, you know, there has never been a, a successful hack attack of our, of our election system. Well, what they really should say is there's never been a successful attack that they detected. Because the thing about an election system, if you don't have a paper trail, for example... You don't know. You don't know. I, I mean, you, you, get, you get the results and you say, okay, this person won, and there's, there could be somebody sitting in China somewhere just chuckling madly saying, well, we pulled another one over on them. Social media. Let's talk about what's going on here. I mean, uh, they're getting more and more powerful. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Um, demographically, more younger people are using those social media than older folks. But a lot of older folks are using Facebook and things like that as well. There are, there are older people who depend on social media for their, for their connection, for their lifelines now. People that live, older people that live alone. Uh, there's there's a tremendous this is this is kind of something that that isn't really realized how many older people are are very active and informed users of of these systems and and uh, unfortunately too often they're kind of left out of these discussions but they're a very important part of it. Lauren, I want to get your opinion on the so-called haters in social networking. These are people who will post some of the most horrible things, challenging people, attacking people hiding under avatars that you don't know who they are. Uh, what's your take on, on this, and why are they so mean? We actually started to see the first inklings, the first little shadows of, of, of this future, which is now the present, back in the very, very early days of the ARPANET, when it was a very closed community, and we had, uh, just because it was mostly military and educational, it was Defense Department, and uh, we had mailing lists, which, which were the, um, the ancestors, the ancient ancestors of social media now. Um, and every so often you would get somebody like that, uh, that, that same kind of thing on these mailing lists, and, and we would deal with it by tossing them off the mailing lists back then. We didn't really anticipate, because we didn't, we didn't know that, that the way we were doing this was going to be adopted to the whole world <laughs> all these right. years later. It was impossible to know. Um, but even back then, it was clear that anonymity or, or the feeling of anonymity is part of it. You, you tend to, if you're in person with somebody, if you're actually physically in their presence, there's a whole set of kind of rules that most people operate under, social rules. If you're talking to them on the phone, you're one level removed. You're still hearing their voice, and you get all the emotional cues and sarcasm cues and all those things from their voice. But if you're just typing, if you're just sending text back and forth, all those human cues are gone. Mm -hmm. You can't detect sarcasm. Um, it's hard to tell you know, how loud someone is talking, unless they're, you know, they're talking all in all caps, how, how, what kind of emotional emphasis they're putting on it. And for some people, it provides a really, a really uh, powerful cover because they can sit there uh, alone in a, in a room and, and they feel like they're empowered by the fact that they can say these things uh, and, and they feel like they have uh, anonymity in doing mm -hmm. so. Um, in, in a way, it kind of goes back, if, if you remember... Um, you remember Donald Trump talking about the, uh, the the guy sitting on the sofa, right? You know, the, the uh, in the, in his mother's basement, that kind of thing. Well, that's that's the stereotype, but the reality is that, that there are a lot of people who feel uh, you know, disenfranchised and and perhaps lonely, 
and and they they feel that they have power in this way, and they don't and they don't have to worry. They think they don't have to worry about being uh, found out and what the repercussions are. Of course, in reality, there is no genuine anonymity on the internet, and anyone who thinks there is and, and does things like that is probably in for in for some problems. They could really get caught if somebody wanted to investigate and probe them, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's levels of, of obfuscation that people can use to try to hide, but, but one way or another, I mean, every Internet connection you make, there's an IP address, and, and the ISPs record all of this. Um, so in situations where there is, is sufficient reason for the authorities to put the, the, resort, the money and the other resources into it, uh, they they can usually track down track down these things unless it involves you know multiple countries and somebody who was very very skilled. Even even then, sometimes it can be done. What did we do before social networking? I remember when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time on the phone. <laughs> I, 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 used to, I used to, I remember I used to spend hours hours chatting with friends on the phone after school and things like that. But I got involved uh, when I went to UCLA. I, I got involved very early in in the ARPA network when it was just uh, getting started. So I was starting to send email very, very, very early on and chat links and things like that, which are, are all have uh, equivalents now, obviously. Um, what we didn't have were these enormous audiences. Um, Huge. You know, we, we, a large, there, there's a story, one of, one of the early mailing lists uh, uh, was with a, a mailing list called, um, which was, probably was Network Hackers was probably the one that caused the problem. It might have been the wine tasting list. But one way or another, some of these early lists, science fiction, things like that, once they got up to about 100 recipients, there were, there were concerns about over, overtaxing the resources that were available at some of these sites. Um, 100 people, right? Well, now you, you could have a million followers and you're not even considered to be you know, particular, a particularly uh, well-established celebrity. Um, we, we did not anticipate this kind of power going uh, going global and being in everyone's hands and 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 that has been part of the cause of some of the problems that we have uh, 2020 uh, hindsight is is always perfect uh, we we did the best we could but uh, obviously there are things we'd have done differently if we'd known where we'd be ending up now listen to more coast to coast am every weeknight at 1am eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more